Well, good afternoon to the podcast viewers of All Hands on Deck. How's it going out there? It's a beautiful day today, 73 degrees in Glendale. The sun is shining. It's been pretty wet. A lot of days of rain. The rain is great, by the way. I, I love rainy days and stay in, staying in on rainy days. But I was happy that the sun came out today, even though uh, they said it's going to rain more later. So anyways, hello. It's been a minute. I am I apologize because I haven't had a chance to do a podcast. It's been uh, pretty crazy. We're in the mode of making and sewing masks for folks. I have to say masks, it's plural. For folks out there who need to be covered, the governor... Um, wants everyone who ventures out to wear a mask so uh valentina otherwise known as cookie so cooks a sewer we all know that she's multi-talented and one of her talents is sewing so she started making masks and she cuts them out sews them and i'm the one who puts the elastic hoops on each mask and we went to the post office this morning and I was pretty stoked about it because we were able to mail out different orders uh, uh, to Washington State uh, and I believe Arizona the majority of them are in California I sent a few to the CDC family via Rachel Olson She'll be divvying them out. Um, I spent some time making smaller masks for the toddlers so that when they do go out that they're equipped with the same kind of protection wearing their little cute masks. So that's what we've been doing the past few days, sewing over a hundred masks uh, a day. So I snuck out uh, this afternoon so that I can do a podcast because yesterday was Good Friday and, uh, this is a, is a holy weekend. It's a very holy weekend. It's sacred to us that are followers of Christ. Le uh, yesterday was the day that Jesus died on the cross for us many, many years ago. When they say he died on the cross uh, 2,000 years ago, it's well over 2,000 years ago, just to let you guys know. But Jesus died on that cross. He took the ultimate uh, journey of sacrifice and pain and walking his his faith out in total submission to the Lord and he walked it out carried his own cross and at uh, there were times though that his own cross got too heavy for him and he fell and the cross fell and there was a fellow that ran out uh, from the audience who was on the sidelines I don't want to call it an audience but who saw that Jesus dropped his cross and he ran and he helped Jesus carry his cross so in the times when I get perhaps overwhelmed with distractions and, and overwhelmed with health issues and and my body is just not letting up and the pain is non-stop or or the financial issues or not being able to work with the people that I love in a career that I love you know carrying my cross would be living that out and sometimes the cross it got too heavy for Jesus so it's automatically going to get heavy for us and um 
I think it was a great like example of, you know, letting the people know who love Jesus and follow him that it's okay to come to a point where your cross gets too heavy and you perhaps you got to just pause and, and let someone else help you carry that cross because we're all human and Jesus was human. He walked his earthly life out those uh, 32 years and it all culminated to a point of, of this holy weekend where he died on Friday and he rose again on Sunday and you know what does that mean to us like how do we unwrap that what how do we walk that out how do we live that out that that bitter cup of suffering that full bitter cup of suffering you ever have a, a, a big old mug of of hot cocoa or coffee or tea it, it's a big mug and and you fill it up right and it gets heavy so jesus you know he had to drink from that bitter cup of suffering and how does that play out in our lives how does that look in our own lives how is that role modeled in our own lives you know to just you know focus on that unwrap that you know because jesus walked his walk through this earthly life with his disciples and always having a goal in mind that he was going to end his life here through the crucifixion of his own earthly body that these people uh these um these judges and these teachers that they would be the ones who called the shot to his crucifixion and even though uh, Judas betrayed him. He it was still all in his plan. That's why when he he was at his the Last Supper, he's all whatever you're gonna do, do it quickly, because he knew that Judas was a double agent and sold Jesus out for just like money. And Judas was all like he got convicted. He felt like bad, and he he went back to these folks who paid him to to tell. Tell him, hey, where's Jesus hiding out? You know, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, or however you pronounce that word. Uh, he was in the Garden praying, and, and his suffering began. And that's where Jesus was, you know, on his knees. He fell to his knees crying out, you know, because all the suffering, the mental anguish, it was already starting. And he was in a moment of his humanity where he prayed and talked to the Lord three times, you know, saying, you know, Lord, let this cup pass, this cup of suffering, this bitter cup of suffering, everything that I'm feeling with, uh, feeling and dealing with, Lord, it, it's overwhelming and it's very painful. And he was praying, Lord, let this cup of suffering pass. But the nevertheless part is what I wanted to cover. The ne the, the the next part of that scripture that says, when Jesus told the Father, nevertheless, let your will be done, not my own. That nevertheless mentality that we totally got to maintain during this um, stay in your home. Uh, society. It's the first time in history that all 50 states in the United States have been in a state of emergency. It's the first time in history that all 50 states at the same time have all issued a state of emergency. I mean, we're living in an uncharted territory, un, this, un, never in history, should I say. 
Uh, this is a historic moment where all 50 states at the same time are experiencing this pandemic that other pandemics have not even touched, that all 50 states at the same time uh, would be in the same predicament. But that's a cup of suffering. That's a cup. That's a version of, of a bitter cup to to uh, taste and swallow and to consume and to accept because there's a lot of people right now who this uh, time, this pandemic has hit them financially and, you know, the rents due, the mortgages are due, you know, what do we do with a time and a season in our lives that has totally left us paralyzed, has left us uh, desperate has left us devastated. You know, there's different cups of suffering, whether it had been losing a loved one, losing a parent, losing a child, losing a friend, losing a grandparent, you know, losing your health, losing your career, you know, uh, filing bankruptcy, having to downsize your home because you can no longer afford the type of living that you once did, a betrayal of a friendship, a betrayal of I don't know, just an idea or a concept that, that that you thought your life would turn out. You know, we have these these plans and we want to make our lives a certain way and life doesn't always go that way. And we have to deal with so many different crosses that we have to bear throughout our lives and each season divvies out a different burden. Each season divvies out a different bitter cup for us to taste, you know. Big fat mug. Uh, of suffering and that's so bitter sometimes that we cry out you know for mercy and we cry out lord let this cup pass let this cup pass you know none of us want to catch the corona virus none of us want want to be even uh around anybody and when i was at the post office this morning I, we went to go uh, mail out these things, you know, and that's our version of just being the church. That's our version of saying, yes, the building is closed. Like we cannot physically go into Angela's church, but we are the church. We can have church uh, at our homes and do a resurrection Easter Sunday at home. And pastor sent a package with uh, a communion kit and things like that. So I'm super stoked about that. Um but during the seasons when the, the the bitter cup of suffering seems to be overflowing and we find ourselves in these paralyzing times, like how do we how do we handle that? How do we cry out to the Father, you know, have mercy, son of David on me, you know, how do we move past, you know, Lord, you know, let this cup pass? How do we move to the nevertheless? Let it be your will and not mine. Nevertheless, Lord, I'm stuck here in these house with these children and I'm running out of things to do. But nevertheless, Lord, uh, the rent was due, but I didn't have the funds to pay for it. But nevertheless, your will, not my own. Your agenda, not mine. Your ways, not mine. You know, Lord, use me in this time and season, you know, because my ways and my ideas on how to even get through these times are not always coinciding with yours, you know, nevertheless, nevertheless, this happened to me. I don't want to stay bitter, but nevertheless, Lord, we're going to work through this together. I lost my health, but nevertheless, you 
you're not in heaven scrambling, oh my goodness, you know, I, I, I always try to remember that, that no matter what happens in my life personally, the Lord isn't caught off guard. He isn't worried. He's sitting there on the throne, too legit in his own glory. He's a God that that uh, sits high and looks low and saves the lowly, saves the broken, saves us that, that need a savior. That's exactly what this entire weekend's about. So when he rose from the dead, he rose from it victorious. He rose from it, you know, with the keys to life and death, you know. So, you know, that part of the Bible that says death, oh, death, where is your sting? We no longer have to worry about that part. And yes, there'll come a day where our physical bodies will cease, you know. We will breathe our last breath on this earth. Uh, but the, the, the next life is heaven. You know, when the trumpet sounds, we all go, you know, the dead in Christ go before us, but we're right behind them. So nevertheless, this life is so momentarily, so momentary. Nevertheless, you know, yes, this is happening today, but tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another season. Season, Nevertheless, you know, our pain, we cannot allow our pain from our past. Uh, especially when we lose people, let me spend some time on that, especially when we lose people that we really planned our lives with. We, we were, uh, looking forward to every day, you know, of them being in our lives and they're no longer there. Uh, whatever the reason be with it, however they, they pass from this life on to the next, uh, but we lost them, you know, and how do, how does the nevertheless play into us grasping that uh, idea of, you know, I'm so wounded, but nevertheless, you know, because this cup of suffering, this bitter cup of suffering will, if you have lived long enough, you know that it has drove, like the Pastor Darius, it has drove into your driveway, rang your bell, you open the door and, and this cup of bitter suffering has just made itself comfortable in your home. And you have nothing, no other choice and nothing but to deal with it, you know. And loss is great because the more we love, the more we suffer when this love has physically left us. And how do we deal with the nevertheless because if we're believers and we believe in christ in his ministry in his mission we know that uh sooner or later we're going to be reunited with these loved ones you know if they accepted christ in their heart if they were baptized in jesus name you know if they you know submitted their lives to god you know didn't make them perfect they're still human, you know. The biggest people that love the Lord are also the biggest humans. They're, we're all prone to mistakes. You'll never find a perfect Christian on this earth. So that's why it's so easy for society and other people to, to judge Christians. Because we, we don't always uh, mark up to maybe what they expect. And if people are expecting perfect Christians, they're going to be disappointed every time. Yes, there, there's that um, consecration. There's that, there's that golden walk to holiness. Be holy just as He is holy. Yes, that is an evolution. Uh, but you're still prone. You're still gonna catch yourself knee deep in this pandemic. And, and if you don't check your anxiety, and if you don't check 
your fear and if you don't check your worry if you don't check your own temperature you're going to get caught up you know in the humanity of you know, man, what am I going to do? You know, I'm getting tired of staying in this house. I'm, my family's on my nerves or I, I don't, you know, my children, they may not understand. Look, you can't go outside right now. You can't go to school right now. And you almost have to remind them uh, every day, depending on their age and, and the factor of being homeschooled and, and what that looks like and all these different websites that you, your child may have to go through for each subject and video chatting and you want them to utilize their time efficiently you want them to get what their teachers are sending them but we need to you know give a little leeway to the the education system because they're totally totally uh, on uncharted territory and i feel for them you know i feel for the teachers because they miss their children as a person who worked with young children uh, for many years, you miss your kids. When they're not there, you miss them. You know, you grow, you grow this fondness and camar camaraderie as, you know, you got your whole class and each child, you know, adds to it dimensions and qualities you know you got the talkers you got the non-talkers you got the outgoing you got the shy you got the ones that strive you got the ones that stay comfortable but everybody adds to it in a classroom setting so these teachers are missing their children and things like that so i would encourage um parents to email your teachers you know let them know how your child's doing you know let them know that you know you're grateful to them and that your child misses them and and that you appreciate them i think that would be a great thing to do but like nevertheless let's get back to nevertheless nevertheless this pandemic uh will pass nevertheless this pain and discomfort and loss that i'm going through in this season will pass nevertheless you know nevertheless if if you dissect that nevertheless it would be total submission to the father you know your life jesus's earthly life he's all going through so much in this pain and suffering this cup of bitterness he was able to push it all aside and say, nevertheless, Lord, I'm totally submitted to whatever your plan is for my life. And we all have been called. We all have different ministries. Right now, the ministry in this home is to crank out as many masks as possible, mail them out to people who don't have it, you know, and using the the items that we have around the house, uh, Valentina is a hoarder of fabric so like i totally totally believe 100 percent that every piece of fabric that she bought in the past whether we thought she was hoarding whether that she, we thought she was crazy it is coming to play like right now to be the church to use what you got and her talent is sewing and yes, she's a busy mom. She has two kids that totally need her. She has a husband who needs her. She has her her elderly disabled father that she's tending to. She has me. And to be the church, you know, and to and to remain uh, sane in it and to give herself time to to walk out her own feelings and things like that so that is the nevertheless part i think that's how a person could nevertheless walk that out and walk and carry their cross to Golgotha, where jesus was crucified on calvary Golgotha, meaning skull the land of skull that's where the lord was 
was crucified. So it's like a journey. Our lives are like a journey where we carry our cross and we take that bitter cup of suffering and, and, and it's an entire evolution to, to that submission to the father, to that road, the road to, to and through suffering, crucifixion of our own will, the death of our own ideas, the death of our own wants, the death of our own desires, because if it doesn't align with the Father's will, it, it needs to die, basically. If it's if our ideas are not coinciding with the Lord's ideas, if our ways of lives, of our life is not coinciding with the gospel and with the Lord's plans for us, then it needs to be dead in its tracks because it's going to hinder our mission for others to reach, you know. Our job is to reach others, to take as many people with us to glory as possible. And it, it could be the most simplest things as just simply being there. Oh, you need a mask? You don't have a mask? Here's a mask. These frontliners who need masks, here's a mask. Let me make a meal and drop it off to a neighbor and things like that. Like uh, this evening, one of uh, the neighbor friends is going to be dropping off dinner. And I think that's a blessing, you know, that people recognize the light that shines from this home. We're, a, we're the light on the hill, so to speak. And, and the world will take notice, especially in this dark time, to be the light on the hill. That bitter cup of suffering and nevertheless... To be that light on the hill that yes we're scared right now and we're nervous but we got to check our own temperature so that we can coincide with the will of the father that the building is closed but the church is definitely open the nevertheless like i totally uh would want to tattoo that somewhere on my arm never the less your will not my own because you know, we've done our own wills for so long and it's got us basically nowhere. It's got us basically broken, used, abused, and tattooed. And we, to give all that up, to travel the same journey as Jesus did in his earthly life, in his earthly ministry, daily I die. Daily I submit. Daily I have to forgive. Daily I have to check myself before I wreck myself because I'm bad for my health daily we have to make that choice over and over again and sometimes multiple times a day we have to make the choice that nevertheless nevertheless yep tragedy loss pain will knock on your door will sit on your couch and it won't leave for a while but nevertheless nevertheless yes this cup of sorrow this bitter full cup of sorrow we must endure in this earthly life but nevertheless the flip side of the nevertheless and Jesus you know coming back after he said I'm going to come back on the third day don't trip I'm going to die on the cross I'm going to be crucified so that I can reconcile humanity back to God God's original creation I'm going to do all that and on the third day I'm going to rise because that's my nevertheless moment that I'm going to restore humanity. My nevertheless moment is that all this that happened to me, I can still stand. I got a testimony that's going to reach people. This thing is not about me because nevertheless, it's his will in our lives, not our own. And, you know, it's way easier to say than to walk out. But I think in this time, the church is going to thrive like never before. I think this time is this, this is our, this is our moment. This is when we're going to shine the brightest. 
you know, we're, we're, this is history. We're, we're making history. This, all this is going down in the books. So should the Lord tarry, the, the church in the future will look back at this moment, this particular COVID moment and, and see the church in its full entity thriving and saying, nevertheless, this is our nevertheless. And, and the church has lost many to this pandemic, but nevertheless, you know, the gospel must go forth. The gospel must be preached. And how does that look? How tangible is that in our lives? What does that look like? The, the nevertheless, we're still going to wake up every day and we're going to give it all that we have. And at night when we rest our head on our pillow, it's nevertheless, you know, that I did what I could with what I had. Nevertheless, you, you never want to leave anything unattended to that the Lord has told you to do, has told you to execute, has told you, look, this is, we know what sometimes our, our purpose is by what strings are being pulled in our in our hearts you know we all have a ministry some people's ministry is just having such a big forgiving heart some folks ministry are 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 being a mother are being a father are being a sibling some folks ministries are are being that anchor at work for those that work with them and being that comforter to them perhaps in an everyday environment to be that light to be that example to be that calm in the storm, to be that person that says, yes, you know, life's not always fair, but it's still good. You know, yes, he left you, but life is good, nevertheless. Yes, he, she cheated on you, but nevertheless. Your child may be sick, and, and sometimes children die and parents die, but nevertheless, we're going to see them again in glory if we grasp, believe, accept that the Lord died on Friday, rose on Sunday, restored humanity into God so that we can be in heaven forever. I mean, forever. Forever is forever. There's no break in that. There, there's no break or decay in forever in heaven. So that those folks, those loved ones that have went before us, we will be reunited with them. But for now, we carry our cross and do that nevertheless kind of living that, you know, it's comforting for me to know that the Lord, too, in his earthly life, asked the Father, Lord, you know, let this cut pass for me. This is too overwhelming. This is too painful. This is too, ugh, I'm just too distraught. I don't want this cup right now, but nevertheless, this thing is not about me. Jesus knew that this thing wasn't about his com comfort level. This thing wasn't about Jesus in the flesh, you know, wanting this cup to pass from him. He knew that all of humanity sat on his shoulders. He knew that all of humanity that the Lord created at that time, it was his, the ball was in his court. What was he going to do with it? And he chose to say, nevertheless, Father, your will, not my own, no matter what the cost, no matter what the pain, no matter what the discomfort, no matter what the illness, no matter what the tragedy, no matter what the disappointment. And disappointment, disappointment, I think, is a silent killer because disappointment can lodge itself so quietly and take root in our in our own hearts, in our own life, that, that it grows so slowly. And, you know, years go by and we start picking up these tendencies of we just don't trust people easily. And I'm not one to trust people because I'm very skeptical. And 
just disappointment is is such is such a a quiet killer perhaps of joy perhaps of you know letting yourself feel enough to establish a new relationship because we've been disappointed by maybe our parents our siblings uh, someone that we were in a relationship with a friendship with you know disappointment even in the lord that perhaps we prayed for something and the, the lord really didn't answer it we feel that the lord didn't come on time we feel that the lord disappointed us in some form or fashion and and it just sits quietly in our soul and i think it robs us of a quality life as, as somebody who's victorious and is walking out this nevertheless because if disappointment is deep, deeply rooted you can't have that nevertheless kind of mentality that never hashtag nevertheless kind of living because the the disappointment of a life gone wrong of a life gone bad of a life gone just into another territory where you never expected to be you know if you would have told uh me uh five years ago that i would be not working living in los angeles disabled sewing masks because there's a pandemic uh having a podcast uh of 78 people who have logged on to hear whatever i put out uh 78 different times uh you know trying to go to the store and not find toilet paper and if somebody would have told me all that you know five years ago that perhaps certain people wouldn't be in my life and certain people would come into my life and i would have simply not believed it i would have been smoking that smoking that stuff again are you drinking that that wine that hennessy no five years ago if you would have told me but you know fast forward to five years here i am today cooped up in my godson's room and things like that gonna color eggs later and having an easter egg hunt tomorrow for my godchildren like in the house or in the front yard i'm not i'm not knowing you know but like how do we do that nevertheless you know all this stuff has happened to me but to have that nevertheless mentality nevertheless yeah you can't work for the navy anymore but nevertheless i got i got bigger plans for you joanne so don't don't sit there or plant yourself there too long because you have to have that nevertheless you have to have that bounce back you have to have that resilience because then the devil wins he will still that disappointment will steal it the devil will he, he doesn't even have to do a lot of work because i think we do it to ourselves by not forgiving by letting the the disappointment linger by letting certain things evolve to bitterness and take root i think that we I think we give the devil too much credit because we do we can do bad all on our own because everything that we keep in our hearts that doesn't belong there is of our doing we're the ones that keep it we're the ones that baby it instead of offering it up to God and saying you know what Lord nevertheless because I don't want the Lord's uh, crucifixion and resurrection to be in vain in my life 
you know, I, I want to use up all that I can, all the avenues that I can. So when the day that I meet the Lord, I, I could be empty handed because I did and gave all that I can and be like, Lord, here, I did it for you. I did all that I can. I ran this race with a nevertheless attitude. And when it was my turn to drink that bitter cup of, of suffering, I did. I didn't like it. It tastes horrible. I cried. I didn't want it. But nevertheless, I drank the bitter cup of suffering for Christ's sake and submitted my life for God's glory and his kingdom. Because just like it wasn't about Jesus when all of humanity was on him in that moment, it's still not about us. It's the same message. It's the same thing. And I think if we grasp that, we would be such in a better place especially right now in these times, especially when, you know, you turn on the news and the governor, if you're in California, the governor extended the stay in your home until mid-May, you know, you just got to grin and bear it, grin and bear it, you know, because there's still good news coming out. The good news is the state of Washington closed their, their COVID-19 wing of the hospital that closed that down they don't need it anymore because that too passed now they got that nevertheless going on this happened but nevertheless it passed nevertheless the pain passes nevertheless the disappointment passes nevertheless the tears pass nevertheless the pain pass passes but we have to we have to operate in that we have to execute that and i think people might get caught up or tripped up and the nevertheless doesn't always feel good the nevertheless doesn't always isn't always this cozy feeling because you're still going through it you're you're, you're still you're still feeling everything that life has brought you but the nevertheless is kind of this faith walk and i think god wants us to have this long kind of faith like this long long journey it's it doesn't happen you know uh we're not saved from certain things overnight our our we have to have this long faith the faith that says nevertheless nevertheless lord i don't care how long this sucker lasts nevertheless i'm going to make it and i'm going to thrive in it and it doesn't mean i'm always going to be perfect and i'm always going to be 100 because i think we really have to give ourselves time to breathe we really have to just constantly create ourselves more and just stay in the word feed your spirit feed your heart and you feed your mind with with the good things you know meditate on on what is good meditate on everything that you have you have your family you have your health you know you're not homeless you know you're not in the hospital you know and we go through we go through different things and feelings the other day i wasn't feeling good and i was like i don't even have a hospital to go to because now they said the rona hit the the mercy ship i'm like i can't even go to the hospital i can't even go to this ship because they're about to close that down in my head i'm thinking all these things so i'm i'm all these scenarios and i'm letting my mind go crazy because at that time i, I was so in pain physically and i'm just like i, I don't want to go to my doctors because i i i please who who wants that you know i don't want to be exposed to anything and when i go out i'm like if i see anybody coming towards me i automatically stop breathing i will hold my breath until they've well past me and then i'm all like gasping for air with this mask that consumes my my face but you know nevertheless 
nevertheless and i have to tell myself that daily multiple times a day when i wake up nevertheless when i take a shower nevertheless when i put on my fresh pair of pajamas for the day nevertheless when i lay my head on the pillow to go to sleep it's a nevertheless kind kind of life so i think we need to push that hashtag nevertheless this this cup of, of sorrow this cup of suffering this bitter cup that we have to endure and drink and consume in life you know this is it it's it's now or never that we need to accept it live it and thrive in it the best that we can and to extend your hand to to your neighbor six feet away by the way wearing a glove but to have that mentality i think of nevertheless will we'll do us all good because at the end of the day basically what's the other choice to bury our head in the ground and and just be in denial about everything i was in the grocery store yesterday because we had to get things for this weekend and you know this lady I think she was 75, 75 years old. She rolls into the grocery store. She's holding her her um, recyclable bags, which, by the way, they said don't use recyclable bags. Throw them all out just in case the Rona gets on them. Just have the, the grocery stores give you new bags. Suck it up, buttercup, and, and let the, the grocery stores give you new bags. Anyways, this 75-year-old lady rolls in. No mask. Just cruising for that $1,000 fine, by the way. No mask, no gloves, and she rolls in there like it was last year kind of thing. Like, you know, just life as usual. And I'm looking at her and I'm all like, it bothers me. I'm like, I want to like go home, get her a mask, run here, here's some gloves, here's some mask. You're elderly, you got to take care of yourself. But she was just walking, you know, and I'm all like, is she in denial or she's just like having extraordinary, you know, belligerent faith that she's not going to, you know, come down with the Rona? And I told Michael Madre, I'm all like, she's just teasing, just teasing, dancing with the Grim Reaper because she didn't have no kind of like masks, gloves, and I'm looking at her and, I, and I'm just tripping out. I'm trying to get out of the store. And God bless the store. They're only letting so many in at a time. So we get what we want. And by the way, at Ralph's, all the Easter stuff was 70% off because, you know, not a lot of people are going in there to buy stuff. So we got great deals. You know, there was still not a lot of pasta, but I get it. You know, pasta has a long shelf life, but there was enough water. There was enough food. Toilet paper, of course, isn't uh, available still. And if there is toilet paper, please go and ask your store if they have it because they're not putting it out on the shelves, but they do have it. They keep it in the back because they don't want people hoarding. So if you're in need of toilet paper and you go to the store, go to a cashier or an employee of that store, manager, whatever, ask them. And, and uh, most likely they're going to give it uh, to you, but they're going to go to the back and get it because people are still hoarding hoarding tp which is crazy but yesterday uh if you live in the los angeles area and you go downtown there they are selling boxes of produce fruit and vegetables you know at great prices and they're also selling huge boxes of toilet paper huge boxes of paper towels and if those are the items that you need to stock up so that you don't have to keep on going out because i think that's like the smartest way go out as much 
not go out as much as you possibly can. Go, you go out and get as much as you can. That's what I wanted to say. So that you don't have to keep going out. Because you're going to, of course, everybody's home. You're using more toilet paper. You're using more paper towels. Because I suggest that you don't use towels. When you wash your hands, use a paper towel. Because you can disp dispose of it. Because if you hang a towel out, everybody keeps using it. And that's going to collect germs. So, you know, push the paper towels. And you can go downtown and uh, buy huge boxes. I'm talking of 40 plus rolls in this big old box uh and a big old box of paper towels it, they're there you just got to go and they don't let you get out of your car you stay in your car and they bring it to you and things like that so there are resources out there you just need to know and if you need information on that go ahead and holler at me and i'll give you the information no no problem uh but um the nevertheless i'm pushing that nevertheless because i think and for me you know i was raised in the church and i was always you know raised with the sunday school folks and my mother and hearing the the sermons of this jesus guy who died for my sins but as a child you don't like comprehend that that doesn't really sink in because all you're doing is going to church because your parents are making you so you really don't establish establish that relationship with the lord i think until you're older and for a lot of us we go astray we get to that age where you know we don't you know we're old enough that our parents are like, I'm not going to be dragging no 17, 18 year old to church. It's on you. And some of the parents were still strict. It was like, basically one of their rules was as long as you live under this roof on Sundays, you're going to church with me. And others were like, you're old enough. You make that choice. And, uh, my parents were, the parents were like, you know, make that choice. And so there did come a time where I, chose to do my own thing and there also was a time where i accepted the lord as my personal savior because i was old enough number one to understand and number two to realize what these folks had been telling me all my life like of this jesus who came down for me and died so that i could be restored to the father for all eternity you know it played into my life only at, at I think I was in my 30s because in my 20s, I was still living the Vita Loca. So in my 30s, the I felt the Lord calling me more. And, and it just Easter and the resurrection started meaning more to me, especially when I chose to say, Lord, your will, the nevertheless came into play because I was drinking this bitter cup of suffering. I was drinking this cup of sorrow. I was drinking this cup of disappointment and I didn't want, I didn't want a stagnation. I didn't want bitterness to take root. So I, I had that nevertheless moment. I had that nevertheless, I'm going to get baptized and take on Jesus's name. I had that nevertheless, Lord, you died for me and I'm so grateful. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to live this thing out. I'm going to do 100 for you. And on the days where I can't do 100 and I can only do 30, you're going to be my 70. The Holy Spirit's going to be my 70%. And on the days I can do 90, the Holy Spirit's going to be the 10 percent and, and we're going to make up the difference together because we're you know we're not equipped we're not perfect yet so we're not equipped to you know knock it all out 100 percent every day and i think it's the grace that the lord gives us every morning 
you know, the grace and the mercies are new for us. There's new mercy every morning to get to give us the leeway to to get back on track because we'll lose focus. You know, it's easy to get so occupied and surviving that we forget just to set time out at the beginning of our day to devote to the Lord and to, to pray. And remember, we covered prayer. It's a conversation with the Lord. So you don't overthink it. Don't make it so complicated. Don't make this resurrection weekend, this death and resurrection weekend so complicated or that you view yourself unworthy because you have to have that nevertheless. Yes, I made bad choices. And I think a lot of the times, especially folks who were raised in church, um, Feeling unworthy can it, it can paralyze us from our destiny with the Lord. I think because we've been raised in church, uh, my my thinking was, Lord, I'm not going to be one of those 50-50 Christians. That's not because I've seen it so much. I've seen so many people go to church and just proclaim uh, Jesus and, and their lives not coincide with it. Their choices not co coincide with it. I saw that their that their their own lives weren't one of victory. They didn't have that nevertheless attitude. And so when push came to shove, their choices, you know, that they made, you know, led them astray from the church. So their nevertheless didn't come into play. And I think that was a profound impact on me of disappointment. And, and I just came to a point where I'm like, Lord, when I do give my life to you, it's going to be all of me. You're not going to, you're not going to have 50% of me. You're, you're not going to have me saying, I choose you. I take on your name and, and not give you the nevertheless mentality. You know, this happened to me, this bitter cup, I've been chugging way too long and we're going to continue to chug from this bitter cup of suffering until we meet the Lord face to face. But I was just fixed in my mind that I am not going to be, I'm not going to do this half heartedly. I'm, it's, it's all or nothing. And so my all or nothing culminated in, in just seasons of loss, loss, you know, season after season, I was just losing things, but you know, Looking back, those losses were great, you know. It was just the Lord pruning. Because when you take on his name, he prunes you. He he cuts things away. He starts cutting behaviors and tendencies and habits and people. Because not everybody is going where you're going. Mm -hmm. And don't be surprised if people start falling on the wayside. Because obviously they weren't meant to to make it to the end with you. So So don't fight it so much, you know. Don't let that disappointment take root, you know. If anything, I, I learned to say thank you because obviously he knew what he was doing. I didn't. I was confused. I was like, whoa, 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 I'm alone. Well, that's where the Lord wanted me to be. You know, I woke up one day and I'm living in L.A. That's how I felt. It happened so fast. And and I was confused. I, I was like hurt. But, you know, you wake up and, and if you're in God's will, no matter what the pain you're going through that nevertheless just kicks in because it's just deep anchored rooted in your heart and i think it we rob ourselves from just lingering in our our cup of sorrow and our cup of bitterness and suffering uh 
when we linger in it and we don't push through it and we you know it's not denying that it happened it's not denying that your life was tragically altered by this event or this loss i mean we've got to to come to this place in our lives of acceptance you know whether we were violated by somebody would somebody hurt us physically mentally sexually psychologically uh, spiritually because there's people you know who don't go to church because they were hurt by certain people in the church you know we've got this catholic church uh scandal of these priests who who used and abused their callers and their call you know and, and there's such an aftermath that people have to work through you know that they'll never walk into a church again because somebody disappointed them somebody violated them somebody took their trust and and, and just abused it and, and used them and threw them to the to the wayside when they were done with them and and that has so much baggage you know so much hurt and so much pain and i don't and i don't minimize it you know and i don't I'm not like, let it go and, 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 you know, nevertheless, you know, because there has to be time spent there and you have to have proper guidance and counseling and, and things of that nature because we can't do it on our own. So we take our cares and our hurts and our disappointments and our anger and our confusion and we just give it to God, you know. There's nothing else we can do with it. It's not ours to carry. A lot of us are carrying this God weight. It is not ours to carry, especially right now. You know, we always have to check our temperatures. What am I carrying on my shoulders? What's consuming my mind? Let me sit through that before I execute this day. Keep me open. Keep me open, Holy Spirit. Nudge me when I'm venturing off this, uh, veering off the road. You know, because it's quick. Don't turn on that news thinking you're going to be uh, copacetic after you cut off the news because you've got to sift through it. What am I going to what am I going to keep? What am I going to let go? You know, it, it's it's very important to be informative, but we still have to, you know, uh, sift through it. Use that colander, that Holy Ghost colander. What you're going to keep, what you're going to give up and things like that. So nevertheless, your will not mine right now. Nevertheless, I'm going to walk through this life and carry my cross to Calvary. And I'm going to die to myself daily, you know, for the for the Lord's sake, for his glory and his kingdom. And, and on those days where we fall and our cross falls, that there'll be somebody to run to us like that fellow that ran to Jesus and helped, helped him. And he picked up his cross and he helped Jesus carry it. And, and, that's that says a lot and in those moments where jesus was on his knees with pain and sorrow and suffering in that garden where he asked the lord god himself lord you know take this cup of suffering from me it's it's just way too much it's just i can't do this no more three times thrice three times can you imagine jesus himself three times lord please goodness gracious and and but he didn't stay there he shifted gears nevertheless hashtag nevertheless your will not my own that this suffering it's not gonna last forever i will be given up sold out crucified go down to hell take the keys of life and death from the enemy himself and and rise on the third day victorious and hang out 
with the folks for 40 days before ascending. Because remember, he said, I'm not... When, when the women found the tomb empty, and they ran and they were like, look, Jesus is not there. Jesus was all... He came back and he's all, look, I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to educate you. You know, I'm going to give you... Uh, the tools and what you need to get through this life to have that nevertheless attitude but i've got to go so that the comforter can come i've got to go so that the holy spirit could be released the fire could be released the tongues could be released the victory could be released because i a lot of times if we if we check our engine light and we find those seasons in our life that weren't so victorious, they'll probably coincide the same times where we didn't allow the Holy Spirit to have full reign, that we weren't paying attention, that we were trying to drive our own boat and things like that. So Jesus, he hung out with them. He didn't leave right away, but he did tell him, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, he's, he's got mansions for all of us. And I'm so glad I'm getting a mansion because I need a big house. Because after this life, you know, all of the homes that I've ever lived in, they were quite small. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to my mansion with hashtag nevertheless. Because you don't get the mansion without the nevertheless mentality. You don't get that mansion without accepting and drinking and gulping that bitter cup of suffering and walking the road to Golgotha and crucifying your flesh for the nevertheless and all those things have to coincide hashtag nevertheless into eternity with the father and all of those who went before you which are the church who are by the way cheering us on who are by the way Noah's up there he's all look nobody knows Stay in your home, quarantined life like Noah and his family. 40 days and 40 nights, it rained. And he wasn't even able to leave the ark after the rain stopped. Because his ship, his ark was still floating, you know. That's why he was sending out the ravens. Here, go, go check if there's any land. And they weren't coming back. He sent the dove on the third try. And the dove brought back a twig of tree, therefore letting them know that life had had uh, begun all over again. So, you know, read about Noah. He was on lockdown with his family, too, with animals. You know, the Bible's, you know, we're quick to be like, yeah, he took two by two. He took two by two of the unclean animals. But the clean animals that the Lord viewed as clean, multiples, there were more than two. So... You know, think about it. Noah, we're just praying to weather out this this storm with the hashtag nevertheless. And Noah did it, and so can we. And he's cheering us on with the rest of the saints and the heroes and the apostles along with the Father. They're cheering us on. So just remember that hashtag nevertheless. And I want to wish you a happy resurrection. I love you. I'm praying for you, and I will record another episode soon. So think about that this Easter Sunday that Jesus died for you. He rose again for you so that you could be reconciled with the Father. But to adopt that nevertheless attitude that it be His will and not your own so that you can have a victorious life.
today, right now, not later. Okie doke. Goodbye.